0: We haven't got the time to get the giggles, so we're no. just going to go straight in. Exactly. Girl talk. Welcome um, back to girl talk.
1: We're sorry for being MIA. Louise was actually dying, coming back to life.
0: I And died. then
1: we were just going through, we were, we were both just had a lot going on in our lives.
0: So life's just very busy. It was
1: really, yeah, we're, we're both very busy people. And with the time difference and everything that you had going on, everything I had going on with like the house and the move and just your stuff with life, like it was just a lot.
0: You've moved house since we've last been on the podcast together. Yep. You've moved into the most incredible house. And my I- shit got destroyed. Yeah, you got mold over everything. Everything. That's
1: okay. We have lawyers on it now. She's going to get their ass kicked.
0: Yeah, that was stressful. Yeah. You've moved house. I've moved out of my house also. Yeah. And then I have moved countries. So we've yeah. had a lot. And then I, I nearly lot. died of dengue fever. So we've been like going which, which through it. Which
1: is called the bone breaking. What's it called? Yeah, the bone breaker. Fuck me.
0: People are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you were so ill. And I'm like, I love that from you. But like, yeah. so ill like doesn't cover it. Like, like you actually I- nearly died. I actually nearly died. It was the worst experience of my life. We've gone through a lot, but we're also good. We're so good. And we are in the most beautiful space. So we're yeah. in Tulum right now, together yes, in Tulum. I know. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so we did we to be sat with you. Normally we're like laughing through a screen. I
1: know. Well, and like in some, wait, I think, when did we last do one? Well? We last did well when I was in Rome. Oh my God, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was like four months ago, maybe.
0: Like goes quickly, hey? Seriously.
1: Okay. So we're just going to jump straight into the topic of conversation today. We wanted to actually bring some authenticity to you guys. Because we know that with Instagram and everything, it can definitely be a highlight reel. And people assume that, you know, just because you're in a healthy relationship, things are perfect. Yeah. And I actually think a healthy relationship is really about learning to love somebody, even just through those human moments. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's perfect all the time. Like there can be tips, there can be situations, there can be struggles. You're going through things. And I always think like, and I know that, When you're in a relationship, like, stuff comes up in new ways that it just hasn't come up before. And that's why it's so important to, like, do the work before you get into a relationship and have the self-awareness so that you can know, oh, this is, like, a me thing coming up and not project it onto your partner.
0: It's like that Taylor Swift song, like, oh, fuck, I can't remember the lyrics. It's me. Hi. Yes. That was the worst thing ever. I'm the problem. It's me. I did a
1: reel on that the other day. Yeah, because...
0: Often we are actually the problem. problem. But that's a whole other episode. Let's not get yeah. into that.
1: And not always, but like but sometimes. But like a lot of the time.
0: Often like, you focus on other people's, your your partner's flaws mm-hmm. or the red flags of other mm-hmm. people without actually ever being like, What am I? Oh my god. I literally
1: said this yesterday or somewhere else on an episode or a real, I don't know, of like, stop like if you're having this constant struggle with dating, maybe it's not always men. Yeah. Maybe it's actually Women you're the problem. Well. Like maybe you're maybe you're the one that is putting yourself in situations where you keep saying men are X, Y, and Z, but actually you are the issue. Mm. And okay, maybe he doesn't want to be in a relationship, but why is that wrong? Like why is then he at fault? Maybe you're the problem Mm? because you're not being honest and loyal to yourself. (sighs)
0: Self-reflection,
1: important. Hello ladies and maybe gentlemen too. I'm so excited that we have Girl Chat back. I really, really am. I'm obviously Monica, the host of Feminine as Fuck. If you are new here and you've come over from Louise's podcast or you've found me in whatever beautiful way that you have found me, welcome, welcome. I'm really excited to have you guys here. I am hoping that in 2023, I will be able to, and Louise, we'll both be able to bring more Girl Chat episodes to you guys because I know that you absolutely adore them. So please make sure that if you do really like them, that you send us a message, send Louise one, send me one, tag us both on your Instagram stories because it does make us aware that you guys love the episodes. So it's going to entice us and motivate us to prioritize it and make more because we know that the feedback is there to prove it. I also want to let you guys know if you haven't already seen the the um exciting news that I'm newly engaged. Um, he actually proposed the weekend after this was recorded, which I love. So even though I mentioned boyfriend in the episode, he is now my fiance and we are sending out or I'm sending out an email that I've written all about the proposals and behind the scenes pictures, et cetera, et cetera, on December 12th. So make sure that you're on my email list. The link is below to my website and you can simply just scroll down the very bottom and you will see the box where you can add your email. If you're listening to this and it's past December 12th and you're not on my email list or you didn't know about this and you want to make sure that you get that email, um, send us a message and we will like on, uh, Instagram or send us an email to support at monikateshealth.com and let us know that you want to get the engagement email. And then we will send you a link and you can then read the engagement email as well. So there are a few options for you guys there. And then I also want to let you know that the embodiment of dating VIP is starting at the end of Jan. So this is fantastic for those of you that are dating, and maybe you get really anxious or you get really avoidant, or you find that in arguments you do not handle yourself the way that you want to, or you're struggling with dating and you can't attract in any good men. Maybe you are continuously attracting narcissists, and there is an episode coming out about that at the early next year, I promise. Um, you're attracting a narcissist, or you find that you're not feeling heard, or that you tend to change in a relationship, or you don't know why, but you get so anxiously attached as soon as you start seeing some whatever, whatever situation you're in with dating or your new relationship, or even in your current relationship, if you're going through a whole new season and it's a little bit rocky, I am here to support you guys. Let me tell you, often your girlfriends give you the worst advice. So sometimes it isn't the best always turn to them. You know, I was listening, I was reading some statistics or something around the other day, and there are so many of us that are unhappy in our relationships. So turning to other people that are, you know, in an okay relationship isn't necessarily going to give you the best advice. So the VIP option allows you to call on me whenever you need for three months. Plus you get a one-on-one. So it's a great taste of being, you know, a client of mine. And you get that one-on-ones, you get that taste, but then you also have the three months where you can voice message me all the time, text me all the time, whatever, besides weekends. And I will respond as soon as I can with help, advice, how to move through this. You also get a bunch of extra lessons. So I'd really explore the VIP. The link to that is below if you need to check that out. And if you want more details on the VIP or to see if it's a good fit, just shoot me a email. I am taking off between the middle of December to, or like from like December 8th to the very end of Jan, I'm taking off. So I won't be as on my DMs as I usually am. So if you can send an email, that'd be better because I am going to still check my emails once or twice a week. And I also want to let you guys know a quick last thing before we get back into the episode that I am currently filling spaces for one-on-one Uh, clients next year. So if you would like to be a one-on-one client, please let me know if you are sick of these symptoms that you're having of procrastination, of getting triggered by shit all the time, of perfectionism, of people-pleasing, of bloating, of skin issues that won't go away, of IBS, of period issues that won't fuck off no matter matter how many doctors you see. I am your woman. You've probably seen all the testimonials And that is your little niggle. Sorry, if you feel the niggle, this is your little sign that you need to take that leap, take the jump and make 2023 your best year yet. All right, let's get back into the episode. Louise and I have jam packed this episode for you guys. So please make sure you listen all the way to the end, because trust me when I say you are not going to want to miss anything. And as I was editing this, I was like, holy fuck, we are so funny. So anyway, with that, let's get in. Let's talk about what's been going on in our relationships lately and give some real shit.
0: Yeah, because I just feel like, like what Monica said, mm-hmm. everyone, you look at everyone else's relationship mm-hmm. and I feel like everyone else looks like they're in these perfect relationships. Yep. They're fucking all the time. They're yep. traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. They're so happy, yep. etc. Et the truth is, is that relationships are vehicles for growth. Yep. And I'm very honest about challenges that I face in my relationship but it's very easy to just only see the highlights. Mm-hmm. So today we were like, yeah, let's talk about like the realities. Yep. So maybe we should just talk about like something you've been navigating in yep. your relationship. I'll navigate, I'll talk about something I've been navigating in yep. mine and we just jam on that.
1: Perfect. All right. Do you want to go first?
0: Yeah. Okay. So if anyone listening that doesn't know, I had dengue fever, I was incredibly unwell for 10 days. It was a very stressful, scary experience. And of course, like, like Monica said, it's called the bone breaker. So mm-hmm. I was like, so sick talking about having a blood transfusion, et cetera, et cetera. So of course I can't roll over in bed because I'm in so much pain. Of course I was not intimate with my partner, mm-hmm. right? he, fuck me, I couldn't even walk to the bathroom and alone speak. like, suck his dick. I couldn't yeah. even, like, I couldn't even swallow even a paracetamol. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> and that is a million times smaller.
1: Wait, let's just all pause for a second. Louise could not speak. And we're both Sajos here. We both love to speak. There is never a problem. We, we never had the issue of nothing to say. Never. And you could not and did not want to speak. I could that not That says it all. Like, a, a Sag that does not want to speak and wants to be left alone.
0: It's a Sag that is dying. It's
1: a On our death <laughs> <laughs> Like, that is how you know when a sad is in the deepest of her darkness and when she's not talking. (laughs) Like, whenever I'm not talking, my boyfriend will always be like, babe, what's wrong? Like, something is wrong. You're not speaking. And I'm like... No, everything's okay. Like, we vocalize everything. It. Correct. We over communicate. Yeah, so yeah that yeah, that's a thing. Maybe that's a problem. That's actually sometimes a problem in our relationship. Yeah, me too. We over-communicate. Yeah, like,
0: me too. And, and my boyfriend's like, babe, we don't actually need to talk about this. Right? There's not actually, there's, we don't need to deep dive in psychoanalysis, analyze this. And I'm like, at the beginning, I was like, no, it's called healthy communication. Yeah. And now I'm like, do you know what? Actually, we can just move forward without right. making an issue out exactly. of this. Everything
1: <laughs> doesn't need to be something that we analyze. I love it. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Okay,
0: so I couldn't even swallow paracetamol. So obviously, I was not like showering down on <laughs> some D, right? Okay. So two and a half weeks of dengue fever, and I started, I really hope my parents aren't listening, oh. started to get a bit better. But it wasn't like one day I woke up and I just got better. Mm-hmm. Like the the next week... Uh, My mental health was so bad. I really felt for people that have depression Mm -hmm. because it's something that I've not experienced in maybe a decade. And I was depressed fully. Mm. Now, I understand that that's from the impact of the virus and the inflammation and you inflame your brain and your gut gets fucked up. So I knew what to do with it, but Mm. I was not me. Mm. And I had no sex drive. I had like nothing, no desire Mm. to do anything. And I genuinely was like, I was like, oh my God, like maybe, maybe... It's never going to come back. Mm. Like maybe actually my relationship has run its course. Mm. Like these are things that people never admit, right? You have a drop in your sex drive and you start to panic a bit, right?
1: Especially if you're really horny all the time. Or like intimate, a lot.
0: And so I was like really panicking. And then I felt like disconnected from my boyfriend Mm. because like, Having sex and being intimate together is a big part of like a relationship, being close a with relationship. Yeah, amen. So then we would like lie in bed at night and just like watch TV. And mm. I was like, oh my god! I was like, this is what people say when they've been yeah. in a marriage for like ten years. Oh my god!
1: That's yeah, that's like greatest fear.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and so I was like worried. I was worried about me. I was worried about my sex drive. I was worried about our relationship. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel good. And I think when you're post-viral or post-illness, like you also are just so sensitive mm-hmm. to everything. And I was so emotional. And it was just like, it was just a lot. And I think it's really important to be honest because you look out there and you look at everyone else and you just assume, Mm -hmm. like I know that you have an incredible sex life. So people probably also feel this Mm -hmm. about your sex life Mm -hmm. is that everyone out there is fucking seven times a week, mind-blowing sex, incredible. But like- I just want to share that that's not always the truth Correct. because a lot of people out there will be having sex once a week Correct. and having a healthy, connective yep. relationship mm-hmm. and being like, fuck, my relationship's less than because I'm not doing it seven times right. a week. Some people might not have fucked for three months yeah. and have been like, I don't know how to come out of this and I'm too ashamed to even talk to anyone about it. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it's important to be like, it's okay for like your and sex like life not seasons, to be raging. There's seasons, seasons. of life.
1: like. Like, it's okay if, like, and actually, my boyfriend, I said this to me before, of like, it's okay, babe, if we haven't had yes! sex for two nights.
0: <sighs> because two I, nights, I, two I know, nights. I'm not joking.
1: <laughs> I start to literally panic when it's been two nights. But, like, I also want to say that, and this is actually, this is not to be, like, oh, we have a great sex life, but this is actually to help any of you that are having average sex realize that, like, there is sex out there that you cannot even put into words. Like, I, it sounds crazy, maybe you have this like I go into different time zones. When oh, we saw yeah, it on your
0: story. Like
1: I like full blackout and I actually can't remember having sex most Shut of the time. Up. In the beginning, I actually got really scared.
0: You were like is he date raping me? Literally. Because, because I was warning, like I sorry. yeah,
1: because I was like I can't remember like our sex. Like I would really think about it and I'd be able to remember little pockets, but it felt like when you have blackout drunk sex. Oh my gosh. But he has the same thing. So what would happen is like if we haven't had sex one night, I'm like, babe, we haven't had sex in ages. He's like, babe, we literally had sex two nights ago. (laughs) But like, that's not, that's actually to make everybody aware that like that kind of sex is out there because I do feel like a lot of women and men, it's so normalized to settle these days that people settle for bad sex. And we go through seasons too when we're having a really busy week. Like for us, we are very sexually active people, but sometimes our sex is five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. our sex not is not just long, no like, sessions. Exactly. Like now, because we are really busy with just like life and buying this house and what going on, like majority of the time our sex during the week is shorter than our sex on the weekend. And like sometimes we'll have like those two hours sex sessions on the weekend or randomly during the weekday. But we actually both, especially me, because I just am always like creatively thinking and like my brain's always on. I really have to be like, it's okay For me to just drop in and be present for this for this moment for this moment however however long it's going to go and not be like oh my god time is wasted but we've talked about this before of like you know when you're pregnant for example some people can't have sex when they're pregnant if they're having like pelvic issues for example or postpartum you can't have sex for six weeks yeah and it's so important that you actually can feel safe and intimate in your relationship without sex as well. Because the reality is, is that like you can get really sick or like if you break a leg or if something happens and you're not having sex for a few weeks, it's like you can go into those panic moments and... And, like, we, there are seasons of life. Yeah. And, like, you went through a season of life, and there'll be another season of life. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: You are so right. And I would definitely say that as my mental health is getting better, my libido is coming back. Mm-hmm. And so we've had a great week, and yep. it's been super intimate. So I feel like the season is passing. Mm-hmm. But I love also what you said about the pelvic pain, because I have fibromyalgia, which mm-hmm. is a chronic pain disorder, and it's predominantly in my pelvis. Mm-hmm. I've been very lucky that it's never impacted my sex life. I don't yep. have painful sex. but i am aware how many women do and it's again something that we don't talk about enough which is that like yeah there are there are reasons that sex is less enjoyable for people mm-hmm. or at sometimes of the month if you have endometriosis mm-hmm. like you are in so much pain you don't even want anyone to touch you yeah. so of course you're not going to have sex in yeah. your period yeah. even if everyone's like oh yeah like we have sex in our period like you don't right and like also let's just say like the kind of
1: sex that you have with your partner can change and that's okay yeah like we we go through phases of like really dirty sex and then like super making love and then like sometimes we literally just like have sex for five minutes and we're not even like fucking rabbits we're literally just like together as one because we just want to feel connected yeah. at the end of the day exactly it's and not even about orgasm or it's not we yeah. our sex is never about orgasm yeah. it's like it's actually about connection like we laugh sometimes because we're like can we just like <laughs> can you just get inside of me just for like so we can be one and then we'll go to bed because we
0: just want the connection yeah.
1: sometimes right and like that's a beautiful thing when you can heal your sexuality and you can even bring that into your relationship if your partner necessarily hasn't done any work because if one of you really embraces your sexuality, it does give permission for the other person to embrace Mm. theirs. And that was very much like our relationship of like, I really embrace this. So it's really allowed him to open up like his sexuality more. Um, And in saying that we also both from the very beginning of our relationship really made – the commitment to each other like that, that that we don't want sex to be about orgasms yeah because we don't want that pressure yeah.
0: that was what i was going to say next is like the pressure is also something that's not spoken about mm-hmm. and one of my best friends messaged me this week being like we haven't had sex in a while because we are just so busy they don't yeah. live together so they don't okay. spend much time together blah 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 um and we were talking about pressure and i said as a joke and it's actually not funny but like i said as a joke i was like yeah sometimes you feel like if you're not fucking that they're going to fuck someone else like of course of course they're not yeah in in nine out of ten relationships of course they're not but there is a pressure and I don't even think it's on women I'm sure men feel it as well Mm -hmm. but sometimes there is a pressure that you have to fuck fuck it's been two days it's Mm -hmm. been two weeks and what I have experienced with my partner is just probably like what you were saying Mm -hmm. is there is no pressure Mm -hmm. and he said to me you know, a bit of an extreme, but he said, we could not fuck for six months and I would love you just as much as I love you now. I know. I love that. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like that, to take the pressure off. Yeah. And then when the pressure isn't there, you
1: actually want to be more intimate. That's the beautiful thing of like, it actually is so funny. As an example, the other day we hadn't had sex in like, I don't know, like two or three days. And I think I was on my period and like, it was just really busy. And he said like, Babe, maybe we should try not having sex for a week, which for, for us is a long time, right? And everyone's different. So, like, this isn't to be, like, oh, Monica's sex life is how we all need to be. But um, maybe we shouldn't have sex for a week and, like, wait till the weekend because it will be really fucking good. And I was kind of up for it. because yeah. so I was, like, we actually spoke in that moment of, like, there's going to be times, like, for example, when babies come along when we can't have sex for mm-hmm. a week and we need to learn to be okay with that. And because the pressure wasn't there on him or me, we literally had sex that night. And it wasn't it, – that's not, like, to illustrate anything else other than when the pressure isn't there – You take the stress off. And if your body isn't producing as much adrenaline and cortisol, then your libido's there and you're relaxed. Then you're actually open to receiving and you want to be intimate. Exactly. You're not in your head.
0: Yeah, because when there's pressure, you are in your head. And sex and pleasure comes from your body. Right. So I love this idea of just taking the pressure off. And I Mm -hmm. feel the same, that when you don't feel that pressure... You just feel free to be you. Yes. And when maybe that's like you don't want to have sex for a week, two yeah. weeks, a month, yeah. it doesn't matter what yeah. that is for you. Yeah. But taking that pressure away is beautiful. Yeah. But to take that pressure away, something that you and I both have in our relationships yeah. is open, honest, non-judgmental, yes. loving communication. Like
1: seriously, that is so important. I mean, if you can make sex in your relationship something that is purely about intimacy, that creates more yeah. safety to be like, babe, I am so tired. Like yeah. this happens to us of like, like you know, one minute in I'm like I'm sorry babe. I'm so tired yeah. like we just go to bed and there's no judgment it's like of course let's go to sleep there's not there's never this pressure of like you need to do x y and z for me or I need x y and z because that's why like self-pleasure in a relationship is yeah. also important and like it's sh- I, I personally think that it should be something that's very openly spoken about mm-hmm. so it isn't shame because sometimes you just need to get off and yeah. you don't want to have to yeah. work on another person yeah. you don't want the other person there you just need to get off and then call it a day and that's okay like I don't see anything wrong with that yeah. especially when it's an open thing in your relationship.
0: A hundred percent. Like, it's just about talking about it, isn't yeah. it? Like, I actually don't masturbate in my relationship mm-hmm. and he doesn't. But I think that's because we're in a long distance relationship a lot of the time. So, yeah. of course, when we're on our own, all we do is yeah. do it on our own. Yeah. So when we're together, it's like, oh, everything is together. Yes. But yeah, like, you know, if I wanted to... Have an afternoon with my vibrator and he's yeah. at work. I'm going to do it.
1: Right, exactly. Because it's like
0: what my body feels like in that moment. Right.
1: And then that's also taking the pressure off him. Exactly. To please you. Exactly. And then sex becomes more of like sex with him becomes more of a connection time and more about intimacy and less about getting off.
0: I think this is such, th- these are the conversations that I don't see that are happening. Yeah. Like the, the reality of the fact that sometimes you have sex and you just stop because you're like, I'm too tired. Yeah. The reality that I didn't have sex for nearly three weeks and I literally was like, oh my God, my relationship is over right. because I have an anxious brain right. that made a story mm-hmm. out of something because society tells you that if you're yep. not fucking five times a week, yep. two times a week, whatever it is, that your relationship is not as good, not as passionate right. about someone else's right. as someone else's. And then you feel like, oh my god, I'm settling. Oh Especially,
1: my god. Okay, hey, two things on that. So number one is like the catch twenty two is like we have that in society, but at the same time, there's still shame around sex being talked about. Mm. So there's still the problem where people don't talk about it in their relationship, mm. or it becomes like a thing to talk about, like it becomes a heavy topic rather than something just a quick, light comment whilst the two of you are making tea, right? Like it's it. Then that's the whole problem where there's so many people that feel so much shame about their sex life, but at the same time. Then they also are like, they're wanting sex. They don't want sex. It's like the cash 22. So it creates this like tension in their yeah. body. And then the second thing is obviously with social media and Instagram, you see these like hot Instagram couples. And because they're being all sexy with their ripped abs, you just assume like they're having the wildest sex. Yeah. And not to say they're not, but it's like, if you are noticing, and this is like such about a social media thing, but if you are noticing yourself comparing to other people on Instagram. unfollow. All like mute or just get the fuck off the app. Just stop scrolling and get off the app because the only person that you should be comparing yourself to is you. Yeah. And like what you want. That's it. You know?
0: I think that... Oh, hold on. What do I think? I oh. had a really good point to say and I've forgotten it. We have to cut this um, That's
1: okay. Uh, social media, Wait, and I was, the pressure was, on yeah, sex, okay, the catch-22 that it, I was saying.
0: Okay. I remember. Yep. Okay. So th- that's my dengue brain. Like, mm. honestly, since I've had dengue, my brain doesn't work the same. I get the worst brain, brain fog. I will just forget what I'm saying. It's yeah. honestly because the virus inflames the your brain. It's like, honestly, crazy. It's like mental... Anyway. I need
1: to send, I'm going to send you supplements. I need you to Yeah, I'll text face. you. I'll text
0: you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I was going to say is... okay. I also think that as we move into the last part of the episode, this is so interesting to talk about is the initiation of sex Mm -hmm. and how Mm. it's, it can be really difficult. And I don't think this is even like just on same sex relationships. I know the dynamic will, sorry.
1: Heterosexual, heterosexual relationships. Heterosexual relationships,
0: yeah. I think. And I don't know how the dynamic works in same-sex relationships, but I know I'm that... I'm actually
1: interviewing a woman for my book, so I'm so keen to get a bunch of I really want to have
0: more discussions like that. Yeah,
1: well, okay, I need a, I'm need going to get in contact with her and my, my editor is putting me in contact because my editor and I were having this conversation, this is for another podcast, about how same-sex relationships... I guess for the most part, generally speaking, like on dating apps and stuff, there is nothing wrong with subdom. Like you will literally choose in your profile whether you want to be submissive or dominant. But in in, in heterosexual relationships, so like opposite sex relationships, there is shame about that. It's Mm. like you are a misogynist Mm. or you're not a feminist if you want to be submissive Mm. versus in same sex relationships, there's this acceptance of like that is polarity. Wow. That, and, and we were talking about it and I was like – she's like, I'm really interested to hear, like, where do you think that comes from? And I was thinking about it and I was like, well, I think – like, if I was really to think about the psychology of it, it's like they – if they – generally, for the most part, people that are in a same-sex relationships, they have gone through their journey and they are fully accepting themselves. Accepting themselves. So they are accepting, I want to be submissive. Yeah. I want to be dominant. No problem. No we're shame. Own, no problem. Exactly, owning it. Exactly. They're like – they're fucking owning it because – that is now something that is more accepted in society, of, as in same-sex relationships. But still, for people in opposite-sex relationships, there is shame, guilt, X, Y, and Z, for saying, I want to be submissive, mm-hmm. and I want my man to be dominant, or, X, or like mm-hmm. vice versa. And anyway, that was just, we need to have we'll a... We'll jam oh, on yeah, that in yeah, another do that, podcast. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah.
0: I think that there's this. there's also this difficulty, which is like, sometimes you will say to your boyfriend or to your girlfriend, whatever, like, I want to fuck you tonight or I want Mm -hmm. you to fuck me. Mm -hmm. You you verbalize Mm -hmm. that you want something right, which Mm -hmm. I think is difficult for a lot of people. And I think that when you can get to the point that you can do that, it's liberating. Because it's self-acceptance. Because it's self-acceptance and self-expression. Exactly. But then I think that there's also the the issue that life is so busy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for example, you could say to your boyfriend or to your girlfriend, like, I want you to fuck me tonight. And then work gets in the way. Mm -hmm. They're stressed about work, whatever. You then take that personally. Mm-hmm. Like the other day I said to my boyfriend, like, I want you to fuck me or mm-hmm. I want you to eat my pussy or whatever. Yeah, 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 And I came in and he was just playing FIFA. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so I kind of like stood there and I was like, okay. And I was like, right, I can either, old Louise, before mm-hmm. doing the work, will get offended by this, mm-hmm. will make a story out of it, which mm-hmm. is that he, FIFA's more important, he's not interested in me, yep. he whatever." Yeah. Or Louise now doing the work can basically just like get into bed and like kindly express and communicate like i'd like us to share some time together now mm-hmm. okay so we did had an amazing experience mm-hmm. and then at the end after that happened i said to him like it didn't make me feel great when i communicated that thing with you which mm-hmm. felt still a little bit like vulnerable, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. right and then when i came in you were just playing fifa and kind of like didn't look up yeah and he was like, I am so sorry. Like, it was just my male brain that was just like, so, you know, you just like get stuck on one yes. thing. And we just communicated about it. I communicated how it made me feel. And he said, I take the feedback on board. That will never happen again. Like, I am here to worship you. And I will never, oh! yeah, I'll never take that for granted. Yes. And I was like, yeah, fuck FIFA. Yeah. No, even but me. also, yeah,
1: but also, I want to say that what was so important in there is that he was like, it was just my male brain. And yes. that's why I'm always like, I think that one of the most important things in a relationship is to understand the opposite sex obviously if you're in an opposite sex relationship because a male brain is so different to our female brain they are
0: so logical and rational, right and so like they? for him
1: what he said was like i just got stuck on one thing that is a male brain yeah. they hone in on one thing and they block out everything else whereas we are like focused on 50 million things because of the issue in our brain they are committed they are committed to their one task in front of them so if you're not in front of them with your pussy with your legs spread <laughs> He's not focused on you, and that doesn't mean that's what you have to do. It means that you need to just like, navigate you to need, get exactly, to that ending exactly, situation. You need to instead, create the space. Correct, yeah. and it's like that's not a woman sitting there, you know, playing a game, whatever. Because she would then have heard you coming in, yeah, rem- remembered yeah. and turned around. It's a man. He's focused. He's committed. So, what do you need to then do to just kind of remind him? This is what I said, blah, 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 because then it won't become a, story. a big deal, a story, X, Y, and Z, because you're understanding how to engage
0: with a man as a woman. I love that. And I also think that it's also about taking responsibility for you. So mm-hmm. I have an anxious attachment style, mm-hmm. and so does one of my best friends, and she messaged her boyfriend, something similar the other day, and he replied, like, so stressed at work, mm-hmm. um, like, can't tonight. Her anxious attachment style was so triggered. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like rejection. Oh, yeah. my God, you didn't even say, like... I would love to fuck you, but tonight, baby, yep. I can't. I'll make yep. it up to you tomorrow. Yep. And I said to her, men, without generalizing too much, yep. are logical, yep. rational, not emotive, particularly yes. when stressed.
1: Yes. Whereas yes. women And are, the libido it, is down the tank yeah. when they're stressed.
0: Whereas when we are stressed, we are even more emotional. So she, he went back and went into more like... Very stressed at work, must fix this. You know, thinking in logical terms. Correct. And she's thinking. And he was focused Ooh. on his job. Exactly. And he she's wasn't like, focused on her. "Oh my god!" Like, right. and 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 I had to then say, "I get it. I would feel rejected too." Yeah.
1: And it's really interesting because, like, for a lot of women, especially if you are the feminine one in your relationships, you are more submissive. Like, when we're really stressed, it's like, "Please fuck me! Like, yeah. take the stress away from me." But because a man has to do that, if he's stressed yeah. and exhausted, he's like, "Another task yeah. I have to do," and it's not so because cool. you're a task. it's that is his brain going, "I have to accept ex- Spend my resource, expel my resources onto you. But literally. I, literally. literally but like, But even if he isn't finishing inside of you, it's still work for him. Yeah. And if he has had a really intense yeah. day and he's exhausted, that's too much work. But for us, we've had an intense day. We're just fucking lying there. We yeah. just get to receive. And so for us, it's like so rejuvenating true. and it releases stress for us. Like it's the complete opposite. So, so we true. also have to remember that when a man is really stressed, he's not like us. He doesn't then want to fuck majority of the time he's like I want to be alone I don't want you to talk to me I need space I need to actually recharge and him recharging is about him not giving his resources away Mm. which means he cannot spend any time with you Mm. he wants to be alone and that doesn't mean that he doesn't want to be with you Mm. it's like understanding that's why it's like understanding men can actually really relieve a lot of anxiety or avoidance in a relationship because you don't get triggered as much because you're just like oh he's just being a man
0: I think that's so interesting, like, understanding where they're coming from. Because mm-hmm. if I get even vaguely stressed, which is all the time because mm-hmm. I have so much going on, mm-hmm. my sex drive disappears. Like, yeah. I don't want to get fucked to make me feel better. I don't want to I, I, – even though I know it will make me feel better, mm. my sex drive just disappears. Mm. Like, you could literally kiss me and, like, nothing will happen down there. Mm. Because it's like the stress has just, like, disconnected the libido. Yeah. So I am very – open and compassionate to I mean my boyfriend has never said I'm too stressed to fuck you yeah, and yeah, he also yeah. doesn't really get stressed yeah but I just like to think that if someone was to say that to me or whatever if he was to say that to me I'd yeah. be like that's cool I get it yeah it's just about being compassionate to Correct. how the other person works Correct. how their systems work mm-hmm. what turns them on what turns them off yep. and again it just comes back to how do you discuss that you communicate.
1: Exactly. And even like on that point with like you then having a low, a low libido, it's like okay, well, if you know each other, how else could he be intimate with you? Maybe he makes you dinner, maybe he runs you a bath, but then those things can kind then of boost your libido back up. Totally. So, instead of just going straight for the pussy, there <laughs> Okay, Donald like, Trump lol, but like <laughs> but like it's really important for you to understand how to like be turned on in other ways than just like in like act like physical foreplay yeah because for example if he runs you a bar that's like a will yeah. be get back
0: yeah exactly that and all i need is a tiny bit of space to decompress yep. so he'll cook me dinner yep. and i'll just like lie on the bed for five yep. ten minutes have a hot shower yeah and then when i've been able to breathe out it's like my body can just reconnect the systems and then he'll, he'll come to me out. yeah and then we'll just have a cuddle and yep. then i'm like yeah i'm fucking back
1: <laughs> like like and that's that comes with serious self-awareness yeah open communication honesty and really like self-trust because mm. if you don't trust someone you have to go if you don't trust yourself you're not gonna tr- you're not gonna feel safe to be able to communicate with somebody mm. else because you're so worried about them leaving you or whatever mm. that you're in this fawn response the whole time mm. so you can't be like you know what what i need is a hot shower mm. i'm gonna go do that for myself knowing that i can then come back and we're gonna be together it's like it's this constant people pleasing to make sure that like he doesn't reject you but at the same at, at that exact same time you are actually rejecting yourself yeah. and therefore the relationship and yeah. thus him
0: and then all the knock on effects of all of those things That's what i'm saying it's yeah. like
1: self awareness seriously makes a relationship better like doing oh. the work individually makes a relationship so much better like whenever i have like someone dm maybe like can we do what as like a couple i'm like no because you need to have healed oh. separately as individuals because when you have two healthy individuals you're even healthier as a The relationship, relationship. isn't a problem. Like yeah. you don't need the fucking couples counseling or whatever. You know what I mean? But when one of you hasn't done the work or when both of you haven't done the work, there's projection all the time. So you think you need to do work together. You don't. You need to do work separately. Mm. And then if you want to do like intimacy shit or whatever together, that's different. But there's not like necessarily healing work that has mm. to be done together. It's healing work that has to be done separately.
0: Oh, that is so important. Yeah. And I also think the the, pit, but the bit about nervous systems as well is so important. Like you said, if you are in fight or flight, the biology of your body is that yeah. your body is trying to survive. Yeah. If you've just been chased by, or if you're about to be chased by a tiger in the savannah in yeah. caveman days, yeah. you don't want to fuck.
1: No, You're like, I'm about to
0: die. <laughs> like, why would I, do exactly. you know what I mean? Like,
1: exactly. I, so
0: biologically as well, it's about being in a state of a regulated nervous system. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I am in a dysregulated nervous system, not only because I have a chronic pain condition, but also because my body is very used to being in stressful situations. My healing journey has been learning to regulate much Mm. more frequently, not being addicted to the stress hormones. And I think that that is why I have had the best sex in my life in the last four years, in my last two relationships, Mm. this one and the prior one, because my nervous system has been regulated. So my libido has been the highest it's ever been. The the pleasure has been the highest it's ever been. So if anyone's listening to this thinking like, I'm not having sex, or when I do, I'm in my head, or I don't feel like having yep. sex, a lot of it can be because your nervous system is dysregulated, Correct. right?
1: I mean, you look at the like world today. It's like we wake up, we're on our phone, stress hormone. We're like running to work. We don't take any time for ourselves. Caffeine
0: on the way to work. Exactly.
1: Like stress the, hormone. The way that we fucking eat yep. doesn't help our bodies. Yep. We are stressed on the way home. We're constantly inputting all this yep. information, and we are we are... We are exhausted from the overstimulation. And then we come home, we turn the TV on, we have music on. Like, no, why don't you come home, have no music on, have silence, bring your nervous system back down to earth. Like, silence. I love silence.
0: I also feel like being in this space, so we're in Monica's villa in Tulum on the beach. It is literally incredible.
1: She walks in and it's like, wait, I thought this was the hotel lobby. Honestly,
0: (laughs) I thought we were in the hotel lobby and it's just like their living room. I was like, what the fuck? But I honestly feel like being on this sofa, mm-hmm. my whole nervous system. Because yeah. we had breakfast before this, yeah. and we are such high energy <laughs> when we're together. It's like, we're like rah- screaming, really, really screaming. My boyfriend's like, "I fucking love you guys. Yeah. You basically should be a lesbian couple." So I'm out of here. Like I'm just gonna leave you guys to have some girl time. He does. he he got us through the I Was like, "I'm going." And then left. But like full of love. Not oh, like yeah, you're no. too much. Just like no, 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 full of love. He's like, "I'm just
1: gonna let you guys do yeah, your you. work." Exactly. Yeah, literally, quite literally.
0: And then we left breakfast and we came here. Yeah. I honestly feel like I've like mm-hmm. gone. Oh, yep. into the sofa yeah but I want like, I want my boyfriend to fuck me on this sofa because yes! i was like this is heaven I just want to lie here and be worshiped on the sofa and that's because oh my, my God, nervous system has just gone like yeah. oh, like yep. there's no road there I can mm-hmm. hear the water in the background the ocean is there mm-hmm. so it's about creating spaces it and is. I know that's difficult for people that work all the time have kids I really get that but, but your home environment's a big thing five like, minutes light like, a candle exactly and that, that's what
1: I mean so like even if you're living in like New York City which is like chaos right so you're – I know this down from my mom because she's an interior designer. But, like, for example, not having too much color and chaos in the decor of your house mm. is going to calm a nervous system because your eyes need to be relaxed. Mm. So, like, hence a more neutral color palette. It's going to be more relaxing. Mm. That doesn't mean it has to be boring. Like, I really don't like that this – the
0: Very sterile, chic. Yeah, yeah, I
1: don't I don't like boring everyone's house is the fucking same these days vibe. I really don't. But you can – like, the, the color palette, the way that your eye moves around the, around the room, I've learned – From her does affect your nervous system it does affect how stressed you are so like for example our room is really about coziness calmness like we do not want much color in our room our eye needs to feel stable and our like our nervous system needs to feel relaxed in it so having like a hot pink bedroom
0: wouldn't help that you know what I mean I don't think that would help anything no
1: but even for example having like a bunch of pictures like a a huge amount of photo frames everywhere with all these different colored pictures too busy it's too busy for your eye so like even if you're not living by the beach per se because like I don't you know like when you're in London you don't for example even in Tulum like you don't right it's like you don't need to live by the beach I'm actually not a beach person anyway it's about little things in your home environment can you light a candle at your desk can you have a nice bed sheets nice bed sheets good pillows have a bath yeah you know do a slower skincare routine for example don't look at your phone first thing in the morning like when I wake up when I wake up I turn the blinds up like I press the button and the blinds go up straight away so the first thing is like light and I see the trees outside our window like that even for example is a beautiful thing like I know for a lot of moms what's really helpful is they wake up earlier than their kids to get a bit of them time exactly and they make tea they go outside they just breathe you don't have to even meditate just like go outside and just literally fucking breathe for five minutes and then come back in and get into the day.
0: I think it's just about identifying what stresses you out. It yes. can be such small things. Like for me, if I went into the bedroom, because I I can literally just like take my stuff off, drop it on the floor. I'll be like, I'll come back and get that later. Yeah. And it's still there because yeah. like I'm just a sad Probably oh have it. like just, It's just like, whip it off, whip it off. Oh, shit like, everywhere. Yeah, shit everywhere. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, gonna... actually, my boyfriend is amazing. he's tidy Oh, my, wait, up okay, after me. same. He
1: gets so annoyed. He's like, can you please be tidy? Yeah. I'm like, I am.
0: My boyfriend doesn't even say that. He I'm just, like, does it. Oh, and my I'm God, like, that's I love so you. Good. I'm
1: like, I am tidy. I guess because we live together. We're not dirty. Like, dirty. We're just, no, we're not dirty. We're just a
0: little bit messy. We're just like... Fluid. I
1: just, but yeah, exactly. I, I just don't, like if i'm not if i'm busy like i don't have the fucking time to tidy up up. and also like it doesn't affect my workflow so i'm not gonna fix it
0: same as me but it does affect my bedroom flow because if i was in a in a bedroom where there was just shit everywhere i'm like no this is not sexy this is not calm my brain's like thinking about it so even small things just tidy up your space Mm -hmm. it can be like ah
1: yeah yeah it's just
0: about identifying wait have you heard like
1: sexual blueprints I'm just quickly interrupting the episode to let you guys know that I've done something cheeky, but for those of you that have self-sabotaged or you've sat on the fence for too long and now you regret not joining be loving on a Mother or Embodiment of Dating when it closed last Friday, I put two separate links below for just you podcast listeners that allow you to get access to these courses until this Friday, December 8th. So this is your reminder. This is your chance to call yourself out if you are holding yourself back, if you are limiting yourself. I still remember the time, like the exact moment where I got this chicken nugget and I want to share it with you guys. I was in the pool in Tulum, lol. And I just had this download. I was looking at Jelly. He was watching me swim. And I just thought, sometimes the cost of not investing in something is more expensive than investing in the thing. And I was just like, that is such... A nugget because yes, it costs money to do things, but you also have to remember that it costs time and energy and heart space and money to be... In a relationship that's making you unhappy or to be constantly emasculating your partner and not knowing about it and him being unhappy and therefore you being unhappy or having shitty sex or being stressed all the time because you suck at dating and you don't know how to not be so anxious all the time. Do not forget that your resources aren't just money, ladies. Your resources are also time and energy and heart space and brain space and mental space and emotional space. So, whilst yes, you have to pay for embodiment of dating, you have to pay for be a lover not a mother. Think about all that money, that time, that energy that you are going to get in return. In fact, you will get energy and time back straight away once you buy those programs. Because as you're listening to the modules, there will be so many aha moments that are going to get, that's going to give you so much peace and time and freedom in your mind, body, and soul in literally seconds, minutes, hours. And time and time again, I've lost count of the amount of times where, yes, people manifest the money back. People get promotions out of the blue, pay rises out of the blue. They get checks in the mail from, you know, deposits that that they put down on apartments ages ago for the bond that they were never paid back. That happens when you align your energy to be in the energy of your higher self, to be able to receive, to be open and to most importantly be embodied in the version of you that holds the energy of self-respect, of self-love. Holding that energy of knowing what you want in your life not only is going to call in that dream relationship or it's not only going to improve your current relationship, it's also going to call in so much more in all the other areas of your life because everything is linked. Your relationships are linked to your health. Your health is linked to your relationships, to your career, to everything, to everything. All right, I'm going to shut up. Let's get back into Louise and I talking about sex.
0: Yes, and my sex therapist on this podcast, if if anyone's listening on my podcast, basically said that they're really basic and they need to be developed further but they're good yes
1: I mean so of course like with any blueprint it's like I mean you are your own blueprint right like bottom line you are yourself but like I think that can be a really good intro way to just know like for a lot of people it's like I don't even know what stresses me out so like for example you know for my boyfriend he's definitely maybe more of a sensual so so he you know he does he doesn't want there to be like shit all over the room like he wants to like dim the lights whereas i'm like babe leave the lights bright i didn't give a fuck i'm Uh, definitely more of like kinky sexual So i always think like you can make blueprints your own because you are your own blueprint but that could be a really good like starting point for people to look into just to help with self-awareness of maybe these three things are blocking me from getting out of my head with sex.
0: You are so right because, on and actually, me and my sex therapist have created 13 because we want to oh, develop I it that. further. Yeah, so, our yeah. 70, you okay, can have a yeah. look at it. But exactly that because I watched the goop episode mm. where this couple have been yes. together for 10 years yeah. and they were like, Our oh, sex life's awful. And yeah. it was just because he, she was a kinky and yeah. he was, I don't remember what the other one yeah. was but because of that they just weren't learning to to fuck each other in the right way or pleasure each other. Right.
1: And so many women think men are just sexual and kinky, yeah. but actually there's only like 30% of men that are sexual. Oh. Most men, a lot of not I was someone saying most a lot of men are sensual and
0: energetic. That was it. One of them was energetic and the it's other one was so like fascinating, something.
1: right? Because like just from a generalized point of view, you would think that women would be more sensual energetic and men would be more kinky and sexual. Yeah. But so many women are, like, kinky and sexual and so many men are sensual and energetic. Like, I am not – like, I more around my period, I'm sensual and energetic. But, like, there can be fucking clothes everywhere and I don't give a crap. But for me, I'm actually more sexual and kinky depending mm. on time of the month. Like, that's where also the, the sexual blueprints need to be, like, adapted. Yeah, because
0: they're not taking for,
1: Right. For a man, he's going to be, generally speaking, the same. But I also – I love to then blend in, like – in a season of life, he could be sensual. Yeah.
0: And in a different one. And in different
1: a different thing. season of life, he'd be kinky. On holidays, he could be kinky. Yeah. During the work week, he could be se- sensual. And then for a woman, she could be kinky in ovulation, but energetic oh. on her period. So we have to like take those things into account. But you know, it's, just, it's interesting to know because a lot of women assume he's just sexual, I'm energetic. And he's a man, so he just can get off within three seconds. Yeah. But a lot of men, yeah. their brain is somewhere else because there's weird smells in the room or there's a noise that's, that's annoying him.
0: So true. When I first met my boyfriend, he was like, it's so frustrating that men get labeled as mm-hmm. like, that they can just fuck anyone whenever they want. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's not true. Like, I think he's more sensual yep. and probably is, more energetic. Yes, 100%. And I'm also, I think I'm sensual, energetic, plus kinky. Yep. Like, I think that's my combo. Yeah. And yeah, we'll link all of this in the show yeah. notes so people can like start to look into it. Yeah. It's a great way also just yes. to open up the conversation Correct. rather than being like, you do this and it makes me feel this, which right. is the 101 of do not do, Correct. let alone in a sexual discussion. Correct. And instead it's like, I did this quiz, I'm this, yep. what are you? Let's yep. discuss. It's like talking through a third it's party just, vehicle.
1: Exactly. And this is why, like also to add to that, talk about your period and your cycle more with your partner. I don't know enough
0: about that. Right. We but need like, to do a episode do, on because that. Because the,
1: the reason why I say this is really
0: important to you go, Yeah, in five minutes.
1: The reason why I say this is really important is because it can be confusing for men when it's like, but last week you wanted this and now you want this. And then she gets confused because then she feels shame of like, Why do I keep changing my mind? Or why is it last week I wanted him to touch me this way? But now I'm like, don't touch me like that. Like it's too much. So interesting. So it's like, it's really important to also take this into account because for men, it can be very confusing for them in their relationships. And for women, it can therefore be confusing because he's putting that confusion on her. So she second guesses her like innate feelings. Like even we've talked about this and he has said to me, I love knowing where you are in your cycle and I love when you communicate what you're feeling because it helps me to then know because he's learned my cycle. Mm-hmm. So he's learned when she is feeling like I can, she he can tell when i have got this like vulnerable face on, apparently I have a vulnerable face in my <laughs> luteal phase and on my like, period. So he knows how to touch me and how to yeah. love me and how to talk to me during that time. And it's helped our relationship because there's less confusion. There doesn't need to be tips over nothing. Yeah. And it's literally just about understanding the other person. Better. I know what he needs when he's stressed. That's, that's like A man has their own cycle. And I think for men, because they have a 24-hour cycle, you then need to be blending it more into just the cycle of life and seasons. So it's really helpful when you know that I need to be doing this for him when he's stressed or this when this is going on and when he knows he needs to be doing this for you in this phase of your cycle and whatever in the other phase of your cycle.
0: Oh. And yeah, I think just to wrap up again, it all just comes back to communication, doesn't it? Like I don't feel, and I think this is one of the beauties of being A, in my 30s, having learned so many lessons in past relationships and C, having done all the self-work is that, It's just about communicating. Some days I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just want you to touch me like this Mm -hmm. or to do this, and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then some days I'm like, I want you to do it hard or like fast, and that probably ties into the cycles, which I'm not aware of. I need to learn about cycle tracking and all of that. We'll do another episode on that because I think that's really interesting. But yeah, I think just to wrap up, like it's just communication. It is. But communication starts with going inwards before you communicate outwards.
1: And I also want to touch the last thing on that with the whole topic. Oh, we kind of veered, but I think it was perfect. The topic of you know, the authenticity
0: of Oh yeah, that was what we were getting to the model. relationship on. I mean, the re-
1: this was perfect. I love this episode. This Point being with that, just a title back in, is you need to be a student every day in your relationship and you need to learn. Like, I'm not joking when I say this. When we have like a tiff or a difference and I've learned something and I'm like, I might forget this, I write it in a fucking i note. Yeah. I have an eye note of his name and things to remember. Mm. Because if you're not learning, you're not going to improve your relationship. You know, you have to learn this is what he needs in this time of his life or, you know, when whatever it is, like you need to be a student and a learner to continue to feel like you can have healthy, open and safe communication and the self-acceptance piece. If you want him to fully self-accept himself so that he can communicate that to you, there needs to be safety, and he needs to feel like you are learning yeah. and not having the same argument all the time because you're not taking back you're not taking his feedback.
0: The reason that I'm laughing is because literally last week, I like we finished having sex and I sat down and I was like, "So, how was the blowjob?" Like, I literally, wow. yeah, I was like, I was like, "Let's let's have like a feedback session. Like, what did I'm you obsessed. love? What did you not love?" Yeah. And, and and I just, it was so good. He was like, yeah. "I love it when you go like." Halfway down, halfway down, yep. and then go full down. Yes. And I was like, amazing, because yep. I would never have clocked that as being yep. like a takeaway yep. from this. Yep. Then you told me, and now I'm like, fuck, I can't wait to do it again yes. because I know exactly what felt good.
1: And then you know you're going to please him exactly,
0: and I'm like excited. Yes. That can rather only than happen. being like, oh, I'm nervous. But
1: that can only happen when you're confident and he's confident. If there is shame, if there is insecurity, if there is unsafety in a relationship. There can't be that feedback, that open, honest feedback with a healthy energy because there's fear of offending the other person. Mm. You can't take it on board because you're insecure. You're, you're thinking, oh my God, I did something wrong because he didn't love this. It, it comes down to like the confidence and just doing the fucking work. I love this.
0: This is such important discussion. It is. No, we talk about
1: sex more. We,
0: we really do because yeah. no one talks about it. And also, this is one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done yeah, because too. we are talking about the the things that people don't talk about exactly like people feeling like i don't know if he enjoyed that or like we're not doing it enough everyone else is doing it oh my god and actually this has just been so amazing this has
1: been amazing i love you i love
0: you (laughs) i love you (laughs) thank you guys for listening
1: all the links are below for everything and we'll be back soon yeah we will be love you
0: love you bye-bye bye
1: Well, I hope that you guys love that episode. And like I said at the beginning, if you do want to see and hear more Girl Chat episodes, please let us know. We really appreciate it. And also the feedback is really helpful to know where to put resources because I want to put resources into places that is going to give the most to you guys. Of course, rule of thumb if you want more, if you want more tangible support and help, that is where working with me is going to be your next step because obviously in all of my programs, you get 10 times what you get on the podcast and they're very tangible of how to do it, exactly how to do it. There's always examples given and there's always so much support. Even in programs like Be a Love and Not a Mother and A Body of Dating, there is so much support that is still given that is available to you. So I'm going to let you guys go. I hope that you loved today's episode and I will see you guys in the next one.